Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hopeful Center, the Michael Albert podcast. Um, this week, I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about the beauty of prayer and possibly provide you with some different inspiration for different prayers that you could pray. Last week, I talked about um, dryness, spiritual dryness, and dryness in prayer potentially leading to shake people from their faith and kind of make it so they're not fully experiencing the sort of relationship that they should have with God. And so this week I want to talk about prayer and that's why. Um, So every week I will talk about what I've prayed about lately, share my experiences, offer advice, and lead you in prayer. All of this in order that you may find inspiration to fulfill the call that God has placed upon your life. I pray that like Peter, Paul, Mary Magdalene, and Matthew, just to name a few, you and I may drop everything and follow Jesus. Everyone listening to this podcast is a sinner like myself, and everyone listening is also called to be a saint. May we all respond to the call of our Creator, who loves us dearly, who smiled when He made us, who has always looked at us with a love more intense than we could ever imagine, and who is asking us to follow Him, and may we respond, Yes, Lord, I will follow you. You are a person with free will. This is a gift from God, and he doesn't force us to be in a relationship with him, but he does ask us to. Likewise, I respect your free will, and I want to give you the freedom to disagree with anything I say. While I am trying to do the will of God, I do sometimes say things that aren't true, so please listen to me with a skeptical ear, but if you perceive that my advice could be helpful to your life, Bring it to prayer and ask God to bring you clarity. Now, to begin, I ask you to join me in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So like I said, I'm going to talk about prayer on this podcast. We just prayed the Lord's Prayer, or the Our, Our Father, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about that after after a little intro. So we're going to talk about that, we're talking about prayer and developing a relationship with Jesus and the Trinity, and then... I actually looked up into the catechism and it says there are three different expressions of prayer. There is vocal prayer, um, meditation, and then contemplative prayer. So we're going to kind of break down each of those as we go. And hopefully by the end of this, you're going to have some concrete ways that you can practice prayer or some different ideas of how you can pray so that we can avoid spiritual dryness and dryness in prayer and so that you can better have a relationship with our Lord and our Creator. Just like last episode, I want to start off by bringing up my good news, and hopefully that allows you to think about what's going well in your life right now. 
Um, my good news is that I went for a run last night and as a middle school cross country coach, I only get to run about a mile and a half, maybe a max of three miles with the kids. And they're just not really built at this point to run much farther than that. So I did get to go for an eight mile run last night and that just gave me a ton of time to think to myself and to pray, to listen to podcasts, and I was able to kind of offer up, so I was listening to a podcast, and um, Father Josh Johnson, so it's his podcast, Ask Father Josh, he was talking about, um, he was talking about offering up suffering, and I, I realized at that time that I was out for a run, and I was if we're being honest, suffering a little bit. So I was able to offer that up and to offer it up with intentions to help other people and to for the conversion of people and for the salvation of souls. And that's just a nice practice as we're talking about prayer. One thing that's nice about prayer is that you can offer up your suffering and unite it to the suffering of Jesus on the cross. And in that way, we can really make our prayers mean a little bit more as we're praying for other people. So that's my good news. It was just a really nice run. Weather was perfect. Eight miles. Got to talk to my colleague along the way who lives on Ellison Road. And yeah, it was just a great time. All right, so... Diving into our topics, we've got the beauty of prayer for this episode. Now, the way I want to start is for you to think about a relationship that you have with another person that you think is strong. So what does that relationship look like? How does it remain strong? Is it always strong? Or do you have to do a lot to maintain it? And my guess is that if you have a strong relationship one thing that you have to do to maintain it is obviously to communicate with that person. Now, a lot of the times as Christians or as Catholics, we want to say that we have a really good relationship with God, but if we're looking at ourselves and being honest, how much have I talked to him recently? How much have I talked to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And if you're like me, I definitely think I could stand to talk to him more and to ask what he thinks more and to try to meditate um, and be contemplative and think, what are you asking me to do, Lord? And how can I better serve you? And then also to tell him like what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. He already knows all those things, but he still wants to hear them because it's important for relationship to talk. So, that being said, when we talk to God, that is called prayer, depending on how we talk to him. But I guess even most expressions of emotion toward God are at least lifting up and acknowledging his existence and acknowledging his love for us. So communicating with God is very important. And prayer is essential for a relationship with God, just as conversation is important for that relationship that you have with another person. So one of my favorite excerpts from the Bible about prayer comes from Matthew chapter 6, um, verse 5. 
And this is Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. So he is just basically kind of spewing a ton of information, a tons of teachings at this point. And he's um, talking to all these people on the Mount. And so he says this about prayer. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. In praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. So like I said, that's from Matthew 6 and the Sermon on the Mount. And I think there's really a lot of great things that Jesus said. <laughs> Isn't that something to say? There's a lot of great things that God said here. But there truly are. And there's a lot of things to unpack. Obviously, the things that God says is good. They are all good. One thing that he says is, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. And then basically after that, he, he gives them the Lord's Prayer, which we prayed at the start. So all you need if you, if you really want to revitalize your prayer is to maybe just stop babbling, like Jesus is saying here, to maybe just say the Our Father very slowly and think about what each phrase means and to realize that that's how Jesus taught you to pray. And so that's really all you need at points. All right. At this point, I want to talk about the catechism, what the catechism of the Catholic Church says about um, expressions of prayer. And like I said, it comes up with three different expressions of prayer. Uh, the first being vocal prayer. So there's vocal prayer, meditation, and contemplative prayer. Just thought, why, why risk it and try to say, say stuff that I'm not sure about? Might as well go to the catechism because I know that the truth lies in there, just like I know the truth lies in the Bible. So for vocal prayer, like Jesus said, it's not about the number of words, but the fervor of our souls, and he gives us the Lord's Prayer. So that's an example. The Lord's Prayer is our first example um, probably most important example of vocal prayer. We need the Lord's Prayer, and I think it's very important for our salvation. Another one that I want to give you would be unique, I believe, to Catholicism, and that is the Rosary. And the Rosary is just a prayer where it's a compilation of Our Fathers and Hail Marys and Glory Bees and Oh My Jesuses and... There's also the Apostles' Creed and the Hail Holy Queen. So one thing, if you're not if you're not aware, 
Mary is very important to Catholics, and we pray to her that she may intercede for us, that we offer up her prayers knowing that she can pray to her son and that she has a closer relationship with her son and her son won't refuse her anything. So we pray to her with faith that she's going to offer it along to her son. We're not just praying to her because she's not God, she's a saint, but we offer up her, our prayers to her so that she may offer them for us. Um, there's a, a movie that I haven't seen yet. It's called Fatima. It's about Marian apparitions. Um, and one thing about Marian apparitions is every time that there has been one, she has asked and invited the people that she's appeared to to pray the rosary, to also offer up penances, but also to pray the rosary because there's so much that we can do for other souls just by offering up prayers to Mary. Um, another another vocal prayer that we can use, utilize is the Liturgy of the Hours. Now, the Liturgy of the Hours is mainly used by priests, or at least it's intended for priests, and they pray um, the, all of these psalms and readings five times a day. So there's like a morning prayer, an afternoon prayer, a midday prayer, um, an evening and a night prayer, I believe. You can check me on that. So the liturgy of the hours, I've it, it's for priests. It's intended for priests, but it can be prayed by anyone. And there are certain apps that you can get on your phone that lead you through it that if you don't have time to to read it or if you're just driving you can press play it takes about 13 minutes um i think the the one that i listened to yesterday was like 13 minutes long so yeah and that can be done 5 times a day so just think of if you do 5 times 13 minutes um you've got a substantial amount of prayer there so and plus, then it forces you to pray during the morning, the afternoon, and the evening, which it's great to spread out your prayer time, if at all possible. Another vocal prayer would be the Stations of the Cross. That would be more so toward Lent, when you would pray that and kind of just walk with Jesus through his passion. Uh, the Psalms. The Psalms are a great vocal prayer. You can, you can also read the Psalms and... The Psalms really encompass all of human emotion. So humans get angry, they get sad, they um, are happy, they're joyful for God. Um, and the Psalms cover all of that. So would recommend praying through the Psalms. One time I had a priest tell me to pray two Psalms a day and to just continue on till I was all the way through them. And there's like 130 or, or so. I don't know. Really should check my facts before I have these. Uh, and Jesus really prayed the Psalms. So if, it, if you're looking for a prayer that's meaningful, Jesus prayed these. So I guarantee that the Psalms are the prayer for you. They might be the way that you can revitalize your faith. And this is what we're really looking to do with all these prayer suggestions. Find one that you like, that you want to try. Try it. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you keep trying it, or maybe you switch to a different kind. So 
I don't know, write, write some of these down. They're all good. They're all ways that your prayer could be revitalized and your relationship with God could be revitalized. Uh, the profession of faith, whether it's the Apostle Creed, Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, um, this is the, the beliefs of Catholics, and it just really lays out. So you could read the whole Bible and the whole catechism. It kind of summarizes what, we, what are the most important points out of there and what's most important to the church. Um, another thing that I really like in, as far as vocal prayers are litanies. Litanies are just beautifully written, kind of poetic. They're very rhythmic and they just, they just are written about all these different things. My favorite one is the litany of humility. So if you, if you're looking for something to try, that would be great. Um, Last thing that I'm thinking about for vocal prayer would be to just learn some learn some songs, learn some praise and worship songs, sing them in the car. Um, you know, you know for sure at this point that you're not butt dialing anyone, especially if your phone is the one playing the songs, and that's what really um, held me back from singing very loud in the car for a long time. But now I can now I can really belt it. So I I really like. Um, the music of Stephanie Gretzinger, Hillsong United, um, Matt Marr, <laughs> Kanye West, really any of those. Um, there's there's so much music out there to to lift your soul to God instead of having your soul be muddy muddied down with the world. So. Your, your two examples would be if you listen to old Kanye, that's going to fill your soul with all of this, all of these worldly thoughts and these um, dirty things. But if you listen to new Kanye, Jesus is King, or to those other artists who maybe I would recommend even a little bit more than Kanye, if you listen to those, you're going to have your soul lifted to God, your thoughts lifted to God, and that's prayer. And when you sing, you pray twice. So I really like vocal prayer. All right, on to number two, meditation. So meditation is a quest to understand the why and the how of Christian life. So if you already fully understand the why and how of Christian life, then I really want to get a beer with you. That would be great if you could just enlighten me as to the why and how. Being that I don't think that Many of you are to that point. I'm going to just continue to meditate on that. So meditation is, is an effective form of prayer where really attentiveness is really difficult to sustain. We, as humans, as our attention span gets shorter and shorter and shorter, if you haven't read The Shallows by Nicholas Carr, I would recommend that. He talks about how his attention span has got shorter as his technological devo devices have advanced. Uh, he talks about getting his first computer and then on from there. Really, our attention span isn't so long, so it makes sense that attentiveness would be difficult for us to sustain in prayer. So there's different ways that we can help our attentiveness. So reading sacred scripture 
sacred scripture is just really the best way that you can that that you can pray so that you can pray in this way so um sacred scripture is is given to us by God. Now there are there are different writings by people like Edward Sree and um, all these different writers, Scott Hahn, who who have these great things to say. These are great Catholic thinkers and great Christian thinkers. Um, not all the great thinkers are Catholic, and um, there's lots that we can learn from our Protestant brothers and sisters, and really, I mean, from a lot of religions as long as we're sticking to and following what we know to be true in our Catholic faith. So there's lots to learn from everyone, is basically what I'm saying. So sacred scripture is above those works. We want to make sure that we're not listening to Catholic podcasts and reading Catholic material. All those those are great and can really help you spiritually they're not on the same level as sacred scripture. So we want to keep that higher than everything else. So, but sacred scripture is how we can keep our attentiveness. We can also keep our attentiveness through holy icons, maybe a crucifix. Maybe if you're praying the rosary, you can look at, look at the um, different medals on there. You can look at different pictures of or artworks of saints and of Jesus and depictions of holy things. Um, another way to keep your attentiveness would be to meditate on writings of spiritual fathers and works of spirituality, like I mentioned. Another good one is C.S. Lewis. I'm currently reading the first book of Narnia. So, I mean, Narnia is great, and I'll come back to that, but there's Mere Christianity, there's the Screw Tape Letters, and a bunch more that I'm not sure the title's on, but C.S. Lewis has a lot to say. He was an atheist, and in his pursuit to, pre to prove the absence of God and prove atheism, he actually proved himself wrong and proved Christianity in his mind. So C.S. Lewis has lots of great things to say. Um, so, yep, works of spirituality. Uh, as far as Narnia, there's it, also by C.S. Lewis, he has so many great parallels between his fairy tale that he's basically writing and Christianity. And one of the best ones is the lion Aslan, who is has to sacrifice himself for a traitor, for Edmund, who was a traitor. And he, he does it out of love for Edmund and his love for Narnia. And there's a great biblical parallel there. Uh, another way, so I hold my attentiveness with Hallow, which is an app that you can get on your phone. It's free. And... It gives you daily meditations of the daily gospel readings. So whatever the Catholic Church gospel reading for that day, um, you, can, you can meditate along with that. It also does sleep stories. So Jonathan Rumi, uh, who was in The Chosen, he read the Sermon on the Mount. I listen to it when I'm fully awake, but it's supposedly for when you're falling asleep. 
And that's actually where I got the, the Matthew 6, 5 verse, verses where I hadn't really paid that much attention to Sermon on the Mount until I had him, heard him read it fully. So those are great ways you can keep your attentiveness while meditating. When we come back, we're going to learn about the third expression of, of prayer, which is contemplative prayer. Okay, let's take a look at contemplative prayer. So St. Teresa at one point described contemplative prayer and she said, Contemplative prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than a close sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. So this is a particularly intimate sort of prayer where it's it's just like how we would have an intimate relationship with a person, but we were having a close sharing between us and God. And so we're telling God about the deepest parts of our hearts and asking asking him about how to deal with certain situations and just confiding in him and trusting in him and having a really intimate sort of inner prayer. Um, and so in this inner prayer, we can still med meditate, but our attention is fixed on the Lord himself. So our, our attention is just fixed on him. And it's important that we, we make time for the Lord and we not give up no matter what trials and dryness we may encounter. So when we, sometimes people even lose their faith because they're experiencing dryness or because they don't feel like God is listening. But in those moments, it's possible that God is kind of testing you. So he knows that you're going to love him for sure in the good times when it's very easy to love him. But sometimes in life, things get more difficult and God is kind of just testing to see how much you love him and if you're still going to turn to him during difficult times. So in contemplative prayer, we, we don't just do it when we have time. Um, one should make time for the Lord. We all should try to make time for him. Um, and the heart is the place of the encounter. And in poverty and in faith, we make this encounter. And it's just just a very intimate experience where we, um, the catechism says, where we let our masks fall and turn our hearts back to the Lord who loves us. And in this way, we're, we're kind of built up by God. He looks at us and he purifies us through, through this sort of prayer where we can be purified and transformed. And the catechism also describes it as it's like the prayer of the child 
of God or of the forgiven sinner who agrees to welcome the love by which he is loved. And it goes on to say, contemplative prayer is the poor and humble surrender to the loving will of the Father in even, even or in ever deeper union with his beloved Son. It is a gift, it is a grace, and it happens in humility and poverty. We know that, that we are nothing without God, and we kind of can come to him in this contemplation and receive gifts from him, and contemplation itself is a gift. Uh, lastly, last thing I want to share from the Catechism is that it says, Contemplation is a gaze of faith fixed on Jesus. I look at him and he looks at me. So maybe if you don't take anything else from contemplative prayer, it's that you look at him and he looks at you. And that's all it has to be. It can be as simple as that. You just think about God and say, God, look at me. And it can be as simple as that. So I'd invite you to try that this week and share with him the way that you would share with a friend. As St. Teresa said, it's a close sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. So throughout the day, if you can find different times to just gaze at God and let him gaze at you, that would be contemplative prayer. His gaze purifies our heart. The light of the countenance of Jesus illumines the eyes of our heart and teaches us to see everything in the light of his truth and his compassion for all men. So that's contemplative prayer. So we went over vocal prayer, meditation, and contemplative prayer. And in the spirit of prayer, I would like to finish off with um, one of my favorite prayers, which is a vocal prayer, the litany of humility. And so a litany is, like I said, it's a kind of a rhythmic, it's it's written with rhythm in, in mind, and it is just stating something over and over. So for the first part, the response is going to be, deliver me, O Jesus, I'll say, deliver me, O Jesus, the first couple times, and then I'll leave a space for you to say, deliver me, O Jesus. And then in the second part, it's going to say, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. So once again, I'll say it a couple times with you, and then I'll leave a space for you to say it. So this is the litany of humility, and I invite you to pray it with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, Meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being honored, from the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred to others, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Jesus, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, 
From the fear of suffering rebukes. From the fear of being calumniated. From the fear of being forgotten. From the fear of being ridiculed. From the fear of being wronged. From the fear of being suspected. Now in the next part, you'll say, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying that with me. That is the litany of humility. And I have that under prayers in my Laudate app. Um, All sorts of good Catholic apps on here, including My Parish, so I can keep up with that. EWTN has live TV, um, Catholic Daily. I think it just says dot, 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 but Catholic Daily has um, the gospel and the readings for every day, Laudate. And then, like I said, Hallow is a really good one. Um, with very calming voices. It's kind of like the app Calm, but it's less new agey. So yes, I hope that you learned something about prayer and hopefully you can put something into practice this week. I'll be praying for you, for all listeners of this podcast, and thank you for coming along. Have a nice week.